1: Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, I hit my, my, my lamp because I feel free. I'm free I thought you had a little like Superman's. instrument. <laughs> yeah, for well, the yeah, like last one. I'm free Ding. from his his snack demands for the next hour. Wait, who's snack demands? Uh, Superman. Like so he got his um he got foot surgery because low key, high key, he has hammer toes. So- <laughs>
0: Huh? He that was has we like he the least um, ma- macho, <laughs> certain, one of the least <laughs> he, macho. Right. He, he does not listen to podcasts. So if y'all see him in these streets,
1: don't you tell him I told y'all. Um, um, so so he was like, oh, you know, I'm going to get, you know, get them, um, get you get one foot at a time. But he really can't walk. He has a boo. He has to basically stay,
0: you
1: know, pretty stay. You know, like he can go from place to place, but with his crutches, but and he has to basically stay in one place. And so. It's been like, hey, can you bring me water? I'm like, oh, here, you're can a snack winch. Can you bring winge. me food? Yes,
0: I am. I feel like, yeah. you know, morning new to night, mo- I'm like, do you always eat this much? <laughs> <laughs> well, th- oh, wait, it's only one foot though. Does he not have crutches or? He
1: does, but honestly, you know we, we have a, a um we have three floors, so it's honestly like seeing him come down the stairs
0: in the crutches. I'm like, uh, you know what, just stay oh, up here wow. because. So you're going up and down three floors.
1: Yeah, so, Every and it's honestly really hard. So, I know. So, it's hard for him. I mean, so he does come down. I would say he comes down like once a day, but it's too much to go. Like, he can't go up, down, up, down. So, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm having to bring up breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. And I'm so, I try to, like, you know, pack him, like, hey, so all these snacks, this is really to last you. So, I'm going to need you to budget your eating. <laughs> 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 and I felt bad because he he called me like, a, 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 like an hour ago. I was like, hello. Oh, Meanwhile, see, there you go. See, Mandy, you know, what's so crazy about Superman. <laughs> Even when he can't knock on the door
0: to push through, he's like, "I'm still there." <laughs> <laughs> it's so I'll awesome, do the sound yes. effect for you. That should be your ringtone, his, your text <laughs> tone for him. <laughs> Just the sound of a door opening. Exactly. Well, listen, like, I'm hiding in my basement right now. This is new for me.
1: I'm Why? turning
0: – because, well, this is – we've we've been working on fixing up the basement, and I think what I'm going to do – well, I already have the Peloton down here. That's what started it. As soon as a woman wanted to be down here, being me, um, I was like, this is this is inhabitable for any human life. We have got to fix it up because this is where, our, you know, a uh, husband comes down here and does his little projects and – I don't know what he does. He has like a Sonos speaker installed. He has, you know, his tool area set up. I'm taking over this joint. He does not even know it. But the Peloton's here now. I'm going to set up my podcasting area. I'm going to set up my YouTube area, and this is going to be Mandy Land. <laughs> Ooh, she's <laughs> she's having a, like, instead of man cave, it's a she. She shed. <laughs> he's got. I mean, he's fine. He has his little. He still has his. Don't like. He has his. Um, his little corner of the basement, but he also has the shed and he's, he's going to be fine. I need this. I need this space for myself. It, it really does feel like when I close that door and I walk down here to this damp, dingy, you know, mis- like mosquito and, and fly ridden basement, it feels like I'm just taking a big sigh of relief and the, the Peloton's been good, but it's just like, I don't know. There's so little, like you don't really have, it's kind of sad that this is my safe space, like my me time space, but I need it. Um, and yeah. he gets to go in the city, and I—I I say he gets to go, but you know he goes into the city a couple days a week. And I just—I just—I just fantasize about what he listens to on the train. I'm like, what did you—what did you think about for those forty <laughs> minutes of uninterrupted silence? Oh. What did you listen to? And I, and I get mad when he doesn't do anything. I'm like, what do you mean you had forty <laughs> minutes to sit there and you didn't listen to anything or do anything? Um anyway, he's—he's he's being good about it, and he's actually excited because it you know, fixing up the basement means he gets to use tools and stuff. So, um, I hope it, I hope it looks cute. I'll send, I'll, I'll post a pic when it's done. No, I would love to see. Yeah. My, cause you, as you know, um,
1: Superman's, uh, he has his man cave, but for his 40th, one of the things I was supposed to do, I just have been dragging my feet is, um, I'm deck, you know, I'm getting it all decked out. Like he loves movies. So there's like two parts, one part, we're going to make it to like a movie theater and the other part, like, a. Even though he doesn't drink, but kind of like a, I guess like a bar, I guess. For like so Went his friends, bar. so they can play cards. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, not that he doesn't drink at all, but he's not really like, he's like, you know, the occasional beer when my friends come over guy. Yeah. But still like we would have, like, I was going to get a neon sign because his nickname is twin, you know, because black people are very literal because he's a twin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well then what's his twin's nickname? not even Twin one. No,
1: he's got a number of nicknames. They're also Nobby and Bobby because when they were little, they had such knobby knees because my husband's really, swilly slim. I don't think that's a (laughs) a polite word in some cultures. So their nicknames are Nobby and Bobby because they're like, this one has Nobby knees and you're his twin, so we're just going to call you Bobby. Can you Uh imagine?
0: Oh, I mean, okay, Whatever. I know, so yeah, so um, so yes, yeah. so I was going to get a sign that said "twins' place" and like, so Rihanna because everything um, is Rema- not just for him; it's for his 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 twin too. Like that's what you were saying, I, like yeah, kind of. <laughs> so that way he
1: doesn't feel, even though right now they're like whatever, you know how it is with well, I don't know, you don't have um. Uh, Two kids yet, but boys sometimes are just like what what, what do you you're mean? Like, yeah? Are you Who friends? You? Are you not friends? Are you friends? Are you not friends? Okay. You're not friends right now. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, but I'm excited about like I can understand the appeal because while he's been upstairs, you know, buzzing my phone for random food, I have been sneaking into the man cave, getting my life
0: like, ooh, it's cute down here. So mm-hmm. you <laughs> you get some space for yourself, my friend. Make something down there for you. Even if it's yeah, like a he, little um a little reading area. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it like a little reading corner and uh, make mm-hmm. it kind of zen. I have all these ideas. I've been on Pinterest all, <laughs> all the time. But I did. I like, took half of it for, for my gym that I don't use. Well, then make something so. you do use. Yeah, like a little mm-hmm. uh, meditation room or I don't know. Whatever. Just, yeah. I want You should have a space for yourself. Girl, the
1: whole house is for me. I'm not going to lie. I have my own office. I have like, we. yeah. He's always like, everything here is for you. I'm like, yeah, it is. And uh, that's okay. why
0: we're happy. That's different.
1: <laughs> well, on um,
0: not so like joyful news, Black Panther passed away. Chad was Wow, that was the segue of it. I know. That was like the, the segue for the age, the 2020 segue. Just abrupt. I don't even know what to say. It's just No, I know the abrupt but the abruptness of it. Just like Yeah, it's uh, like that was, that was I bad. remember it was like late. I don't know, was it was it
1: it, it was, was but remember it was late night and I saw on mm-hmm. my WhatsApp chat someone said Chad They wrote his name and like question mark, exclamation, exclamation. I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. What do those words mean? And I looked, I'm like, there's no way. So I Googled it and I was like, what
0: is what? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. uh, I was talking to a really good friend of mine who I haven't talked to in, I mean, in a good conversation, like over a year Shout out to Kevin. who listens to the show. I'm helping him consolidate some credit cards. I say, hey, that's what happens when you call me after a year. I'm like, so let's talk about your personal finances. But in the middle of the conversation, he said Chadwick, and it, I feel like these days, we uh, you know, I'm kind of waiting for. Oh, hey, Molly girl. I'm kind of waiting for tragic t- tragedy to strike. But it was it was the same feeling I got when I when I found out about Kobe, and I just saw. Um, what I saw something on Twitter, on Instagram, somebody posted, it was the same similar. It was like Kobe question mark. And then I was like, please, no, please, no, dear Lord. No, um, Chadwick hit me. I mean, I, I was, uh, as you know, like everyone knows Kobe and my little brother loved. I mean, he, my poor brother, he really has been grieving for Kobe. Um, he was always a fan of the Lakers and Kobe. He met when he was a kid and all this stuff. Chadwick for me, it, it, it hit me a little bit deeper, um, Especially because Black Panther just, I don't think, I mean, I did realize how meaningful it was to me when I left that theater. You know how the, the end of Black Panther when um, he's, he and his, his sister are, they come back to, I think it's California, uh, and they see some kids playing like on a basketball court or something like that. And he shows up, um, what do you call that? I'm just like not good at my, well, his like space <laughs> space machine, I don't know, his rocket ship, he shows up and the kids are in awe of this, you know, this black man and woman who are so powerful. And that feeling that you mm. left the theater with, that electric, uh, for, for me, it was, it was so different. I left so motivated. I left so excited to raise a brown baby and for every black kid. And I just left so excited to have this black hero, this black AF superhero movie, unapologetically black, out there, and that, and it's not just that movie, but he, he, oh, he was, he was supposed to have so much more time. I feel like he was, yeah. he was like the next coming of Denzel Washington, like he was, you know, and it, 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 it oh, it's, it's really, really tragic, and the fact that he was doing it in private, you know, fighting cancer in private, and yeah. so it just. Yeah. So I just, fucking strong. He had to be so strong to do that.
1: And people were... I remember when all of a sudden I saw that he was losing a lot of weight. And I remember thinking, maybe he's doing it for... Um, I just kind of kept in my mind. I'm like, wow, Chadwick is looking really skinny. I was like, oh, maybe for a role. And I left it. But I didn't realize that people were really... He had to turn off his comments and delete pictures off his Instagram because people were really going in about mm-hmm. his weight. It just goes to show you never know. I didn't you know, know that. Know? People were like... Like commenting bullying him and
0: mm-hmm. oh my God. Yeah. I hadn't really just, seen photos of him in a minute. Um that's you don't know what someone's private struggle is. And I mean and I really, you know, when I was trying to think of the message we could send to, you know, through Brown Ambition, um, all they can say is you you just it's just a reminder you don't know what someone's private struggle is and you've and we've gotta try to be empathetic. And you know, it's not about us knowing every detail about everyone in our yeah. circles' lives, but it's about you know reach out to those five people that you you know were close with, maybe you haven't talked to in a while, and you know see if they need anything or they want to talk. I, I don't know. It makes me want to. It makes me want to continue to just keep those lines of communication o- open with my mm-hmm. loved ones, and to be kind. Um, be kind. The world needs more kindness, more kindness. Well, rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. Um, I, I know the tributes will continue pouring in. We want, um, my mom is in town. Speaking of like silver, happy, happy news. My mom is in town. Her and her, um, husband drove here from St. Louis how many okay. hours was that? Like fourteen hours? Yeah, they and um, you know because she didn't want to fly and all that stuff. Um, but I'm so excited to have her here. But sh- they arrived on Saturday, and the first thing we did that night was set- We sat down and watched Forty Two, which was Chadwick's one of his earlier films. I think it was 2013, where he played Jesse. Or sorry, Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Ro- yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was good. I hadn't seen it, um, and I want to. I you know I never saw the uh, James Brown. <sighs> Yes, the James Brown movie. That one is
1: good. And I'm not really a movie person. Me and Superman watched it, and I was like, "That was so good.
0: It's really good. I mean, he he nailed it. You're just like, wow, what a talent. I didn't know you could even sing. I saw some Mm -hmm. clips of him singing. I'm like, of course he could. It was just mm. all the things. And then you know, Denzel like paid for him to like get acting
1: classes. Yeah, I remember that story. Mm -hmm. If you guys haven't watched, um, Google Chadwick Boseman. uh, Denzel, uh, um, Lifetime Achievement speech. It's just like Mm -hmm. two and a half minutes, but it's just so powerful and beautiful. And it's, you see that he's visibly slim, slimmer. It's after Black Panther and everything else. And the tribute he gives Denzel really, it's just so moving. Um, and just the power of kindness and what it can, how it can transform someone's life. So it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, it's, it's just an amazing speech.
0: It's beautiful. Um, our hearts go out to. I mean, I uh, my heart definitely goes out to his family, and it just makes you think again about lo- losing Kobe this year. And please, just no more, no more. Uh, and I mean, you also think about the 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 people whose deaths have been you know not covered, quiet mm-hmm. COVID. One hundred eighty thousand people that have died. It's mm-hmm. it's you know this year is this year. I mean, it will fund. It was going to change. It, it will change so our country. Yeah, it already has, but I I don't I don't think we realize quite yet how will never it'll never be the same. I I hope not. Um, you know, and I, I I hope that there's a lot of good that comes out of the lessons we've learned. Um, you know, in quarantine through this pandemic, but it's kind of overwhelming to think of how dramatically things have changed. Um, I'm so glad my mommy is here because I can hug her. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no, exactly.
0: That's really, if anything, it has taught us this. To
1: hug and hold tight to your loved ones, I have spent way more time on the phone and in person with my loved ones um mm. now more than ever, just because you just realize that's what's most important.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I actually am hugging my mother. I I had a, we had a moment where we were like, okay, is there going to be masks? Are we going to you know distance? And I think you know New York's rates are so low. Um, Right now, I think we've had 20 straight days where the rate of COVID has been less than 1%. Um, no, 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 no. And anyway, we, we've questioned, you know, we've all been really careful and everything like that. But I think I am dipping my toe back into some sense of normalcy. I, I, it feels good. Um, you know, there's still that undercurrent of anxiety, like, is this okay? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? But it just feels really good to have her here and to see her with Rio and, Um, and I'm not going to lie. The free childcare is not, it is not hurting. I, uh, so I'm, I'm really glad to have her this week.
1: Um, I
0: love that. Well, should we talk about today's show a little bit? Yes, Real quick. Did
1: you buy any, um, Apple or Tesla? You know, the stock
0: split. Um, we, yeah, my husband really wants to. Did you? Have you bought any yet? I did.
1: I did. He and guess did. how much I made already? Don't tell my how much I made already. How so much? I made about $750 today. God damn. I Don't made, tell my I husband bought, that. Yes, I bought, <laughs> because what happened is I was like going back and forth. I had this like WhatsApp chat called Wealth Wealth WhatsApp with like my friends who like, like to invest and also to the Unicorn Squad, you know. My, um, the people who work on my team, we have like an investment Slack channel. So we were mm-hmm. talking about it, getting prepared. And I decided, you know, I'm taking the leap. I bought 50 shares of Apple and 10 shares of Tesla. Apple, my 50 share, I mean, Apple didn't, um, it didn't go up tremendously. Like I bought it for $127.67 and now it's at 129 and uh 23 cents. But really it was Tesla because, you know, Tesla is so expensive. It's Tesla. So, yeah. Yes. I, I bought it for $444, or really $445, and it's up to $509. So mm-hmm. Tesla went up um, 12.5% today.
0: So, so, so talk um, about the stock split. So how are the shares, the more affordable shares treated differently than the more expensive shares? How does all that work?
1: It does, it's not really treated differently. What they're just trying to do is to uh, allow people who can't afford the shares really to buy. So- mm-hmm your shares are still worth the same so what i mean obviously the market has reacted so your shares are not worth the same but technically they are so let's just say a a company has a stock and it's a thousand dollars so these were four these the stock was split in four for both apple and um tesla so it's like Mm -hmm. okay the shares are worth a thousand dollars divided by four so a thousand divided by four is what two hundred two fifty two fifty right so that means you now instead of having one share that's worth a thousand, you've got four shares that are worth $250 a piece. So technically, net net, you're even, but because the stock market is not based upon facts, it's based upon emotions, because people were like excited, you know, that this was happening, it it raised the cost of your one-fourth now of mm-hmm. this new share so even though your your one share just a couple days ago even before the stock split shares were gro- like prices were going up you know because mm-hmm. people were like so excited about it so your one share that was worth 250 now today you know might be worth 260 um because of the excitement that people are having that you know that the shares are more affordable so um, stock splits really just mean that you have you have a stock that's worth the same amount just in different denominations, how it's given to you to allow other people to enter into the market as it relates to that particular stock. So Hmm. that's one of the reasons why I had not bought Apple and Tesla. I'm like, it's a little pricey. So now, you know, I was able to afford more. Yeah, so I'm excited about it.
0: I tell Enrique all the time, I'm like, babe, we do have Apple and Tesla stock. Look at our index funds. We got our total stock market <laughs> index fund. We got our S&P yes. 500 index fund. He's like, it's not the same. Um, but do you remember, I think we've actually been recording long enough for us to have an episode. There's got to be one from 2016 when we were we were saving up for the wedding. We were living with Enrique's parents and he had the, and I was helping him pay his credit card off, you know, credit card debt off that he had on his own, you know, as we were just dating back then. So he had his own little, whatever credit debt. And he took a thousand dollars out of the money we were setting aside for the wedding. and he, at the time you had to like pay a thousand dollars to reserve your spot in line for a Tesla. Like just for the, just for like a spot to buy one a year from then, he gave $1,000 of our money away. And I I blew up at him. I basically made him get it back. And he has never let me forget it because he's like, imagine what that would be if I, and I was like, you know, imagine I could have had a Tesla. And I was like, babe, you know what, really? You know, is 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 sad about this. Imagine if you would taken a thousand dollars and bought Tesla stock, yes. you would have had a hundred <laughs> Teslas by now. Like, <laughs> for real, if you would have took that, that, really that. I don't <inaudible> know what sense. it was trading for then. I don't but... think it was public at the time, but it went public. Um, my husband's been a little late to the whole like stock investing game. I don't, I don't, you know. I thought he might be more into it, but um, yeah. Looking, and I've always been like an index fund girl, so I was never entertaining conversations about buying stock. But yeah, I'm kind of like, boo! If you loved him so much, why don't you just buy stock? Yeah. And you know, it's so crazy because my sister,
1: Carol, the engineer, she she told me about Tesla. I think she bought Tesla when it was thirty dollars a share. Something crazy. Oh, wow. I remember she got fifteen. She was trying to convince all of us. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I never electric car. Oh, girl, (laughs) that's so crazy talk. She invested $1,500 and got back like 30000 or whatever. And she used to pay for her wedding. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, wow. I remember. So imagine she still would have had it now.
0: What? Wait, she used it, it already? It? Yeah. Oh, damn. I know she well, did. Well, that's the thing. Because, because what well, like,
1: she did, she, she was purposely investing for the wedding. She's like, oh, okay, really? I want to pay for my wedding. And I don't want to um come out of pocket. Like as far as like, you know, in the traditional sense. And so that's what it was for. She and her, her, her future husband at that time. Um, they they both invested uh fifteen hundred I think they either invested fifteen hundred collectively or a piece and it was a, it was a, it was a um it was you know it was struggle because they were young super young in her twenties but they yeah. did it and sure enough by the time they went to pull it out to pay for the wedding it was worth over thirty thousand dollars her fifteen hundred dollar investment imagine how many how did they
0: sleep knowing all their wedding fund was tied up in this one stock.
1: I know. Well, she had other stocks and things that she, because she's always invested. Like, she's the one I was like, I should have really listened. She told me to buy Shopify. Mm -hmm. And I did, Mandy, I bought Shopify. I bought three measly stingy shares because I was like, whatever. (laughs) And I bought it for $143.
0: Do you know how much one share is now? I don't know, but we just signed up with them and I'm wondering.
1: $1,066. I bought it for Whoa.
0: 143
1: I bought three shares, Mandy. I have made... Imagine if I would have bought... like My total return already has been $2,700. Imagine mm. if I just would have bought 10 shares of Shopify. Can you imagine from $150 to over $1,000 is what each year, and I have only three measly shares? I'm telling you, all of my stocks that are doing really well, I just asked her. I'm like, she's in my wealth chat. I'm like, so yesterday I'd asked. I said, hey, stock's splitting tomorrow. Would you yeah. invest in Apple and Tesla? And she was like, yes.
0: Apple, for I said, sure. I don't know about Tesla. It still is a little like, I don't know. I I don't know about Elon Musk. I know. So she was like, I would.
1: So I, that's why I was like, I got the 10 shares of Tesla. I was like, you know what? But Apple, I went a little bit hard for I got 50 shares of Apple. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to ride this wave. So I mean, all in all, over the, I've been, I use Robinhood. So all, all in all, over like my, if I were to look at my, of all time. I started investing August 5th, 2016. So mm-hmm. like what, just, just about uh, five years ago, right? All in all, I, my return is 57%. So I'm doing really good.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it sounds like your lie. sister's the investor needs. to I was going to say, literally, I'm just like, what
1: should I buy? <laughs> when DocuSign yeah. came out, I remember when it was like IPOing. you know, she was like, uh, DocuSign is going to IPO. Uh, I suggest everybody get ready. So I bought DocuSign and DocuSign also too is doing very well. So I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't call myself an investor. I'm just someone who says, uh, so Carol, hey, how you doing? How the kids, uh, um, what should I buy?
0: <laughs> well, this is the exciting thing. If you guys are listening, I think, again, the emotion, I think a lot of people feel, and this is what my husband's been feeling is that FOMO, like, oh, shit, I missed a good deal. Uh, duh, duh. I did read an article recently Um about well it wasn't the article i think i was i guess like the robin hood snacks newsletter that i read and uh, which is a good newsletter you know quick and easy read if you if you want or looking for a new newsletter i also like the minority mindset newsletter. But anyway, they were talking about how it's kind of IPO season is upon us. Um, And that means a lot of companies are about to go public and you should keep your eyes peeled because, you know, IPOs, if you pick the right one, like Tiffany said, uh, you know, you can. It's kind of like striking gold. But the other the other emotion, my overriding emotion is always like, oh, shit, it's so scary. Um, But I wanted to ask you, Tiff, like with your with buying Apple and, and Tesla, do you see those as long term? Um, investments like and did you put more money in did you put additional funds into your portfolio to buy them or did you introduce uh, exchange existing stocks to buy the new ones I've never sold any stocks so I always think of it as
1: long term so I what I did was I had been setting aside because the way it works in um Rob, so I learned the hard way the first time I wanted to buy something that you have to have the money
0: clear and sitting basically in Robin's yeah, hands. Yeah, like, oh. it sucks. That, so, that transfer time, you're like,
1: oh, shit. what? I know. So
0: I learned the hard way. It so takes this time, days so what i The money in your account, yeah.
1: exactly. Is I've been transferring like a few hundred here, a few hundred here, just waiting. So by the time this came up, I had a few thousand over the last few months sitting. Mm-hmm for me setting aside, because you know what I'll do is like, I, I set aside for our emergency savings, but that's fully stopped. I put aside money for our retirement. So these are things that, you know, bills, things like that. And then I'm like, oh, I've got an extra $150. You know what? Let me put it here. So one thing is like my older sister, Karen, she has made tens of thousands since COVID. And um, she and her husband have a rule. If they, if they can't buy, I think it's if they can't buy 70 shares They they don't buy. So because, you know, if you buy a significant amount like for example, if I would have bought seventy shares of Shopify, girl, I would have had over hundred thousand dollars in um, in earnings, um, and mm-hmm. well in growth, right? And so um, so that's what I, I that this time around when my sister Carol told me that that's what Karen and her husband were doing, I said, you know what, Tiffany, if you're gonna buy, buy, like you you know you've been setting aside, setting aside. That's what this is for. So like I said, I bought 50 shares of Apple and I bought 10 shares of Tesla because Tesla was still expensive even with the stock split. Mm -hmm. It was like 400 and something dollars. So it wasn't wasn't a cheap thing. But yeah, so for me, I'm not looking to buy, sell, buy. So I'm definitely not a trader. I just really want to buy and hold on to it. Buy and hold on and help to supplement later. Um, Next thing I want to start to do is start to buy stocks that give dividends like a McDonald's, you know? Or you could buy um, ETFs that yield dividends. But I want to start to buy um, stocks like that and then reinvest the dividends and see... Yeah, because for me right my now, index
0: funds pay dividends. I'm a fan of, um, yeah, all the, the because the I, I love to watch. I, now I, I set up text alerts, even though I said I wasn't going to. I get like a weekly alert about the portfolio. And yeah, the dividend um, index funds that I have are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they just give me hundreds of dollars. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. and it automatically reinvests it, which is nice through Vanguard. That's but good. is this the part like where Android. we tell people, hey, we're not investment advisors? Oh, yeah, not at all. We're just we, talking about our experience. We are talking about our experience. And you know what? This is the kind of I'm excited that we're talking more about investing. And I and it's a it's also, you know, where we're at. I think Tiff and I, we started the show and in, in, in certainly in way different places than we are now. In our lives, mm-hmm. and this is what it's about. Let's let's talk about building wealth and growing wealth. Um, I am I am convinced that no one wants us to know this <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because if if we don't know how to how to build wealth in the market, then who's going to work for the companies? Who's going to, you know, who who's going to be in the service industry? Um, who's going to work? Who's going to be working in retail? Who's going to be holding mm-hmm. up these major corporations while other people get rich? It's us, uh, people who look like us, and. I know that maybe that's the most obvious statement ever said ever, but it is something that I cannot get out of my head. They don't want us to know this. And it is an act of, you know, Tiff, and I think there's sometimes we've covered, um, you know, a sad, you know, the latest, uh, you know, the latest person to be shot by police, you know, deaths and, and you know, even talked about recently how homes are literally undervalued uh, by appraisers if you're black you know, owning the house. I got an update for you on that too, but go ahead. Okay. And we kind of have these moments where we're like, what can we do now? What do we set? What do we tell the listeners? And part of me is like, the revolution is to play their game and play it for yourself. And, and, and knowledge is the power. Like we don't have to, we, we should all, and it's not even about like, you can have like, be the next door millionaire you know be, you can be that next millionaire like i imagine if anyone had leaned into my father or my aunt or you know my cousins in atlanta um whose lives are extremely different than my mom's side of the family and i can't you know for and i can think of a few reasons um why that is and it's all because of you know or not all but largely because of the you know the systemic the systemic toll of racism in this country and how it taxes your you know earnings and your your opportunity and all that Um, But I'm like, if anyone had just told them, you know, 10, 20 years ago, hey, put a 100 bucks into an index fund or hey, you know, save 10 bucks from your paycheck and invest it like it's the knowledge that is the key to financial freedom and. You know I think with Brown Ambition Tiff, I, I feel like it's almost our responsibility now to talk more about this because it's I agree, you know, and I'm excited to to be talking more about it. And you guys send us your questions, Ambition Podcast at gmail.com. Okay.
1: Again, we're not
0: stocking, we're not investment advisors. This is all we're just showing you our opinion, what has worked for us. The point is that we're talking about it. It shouldn't be a scary subject. And we hope, you know, by talking about it that it will encourage you to be a little bit more curious and to learn a little bit more and um, I'm glad that we're we're doing it.
1: Yes. So I just wanted to give you an update about the home. So remember, we talked about that um, woman Abina whose home was undervalued by like $160,000. Yes. Um, so you know the New York Times did this whole article. I saw. Uh, yeah. On. on mm-hmm. So I was interviewed for that article too, but they they just had so many stories. So they you know they didn't share my story. But what I didn't know is so the the reporter who wrote the article she was tweeting, I guess people were kind of asking her like, you know, what, how does she do the research for the article? She'd been doing, she'd been working on that article for like a month. I mean, she interviewed my realtor. I gave her a copy of my appraisal, all these things. I mean, she, and she interviewed a couple of other people that I, I shared with her. Hmm. Um. So she wrote me um, or just p- posted on Twitter. She said, um, after all the stories didn't make it in. For example, Tiffany, the Budgetista. when we looked at her appraisal, I did not know this. I was like, what? She said when they looked at my appraisal that the appraiser, um, she, had, she had an independent appraiser look at the appraisals, you know, who didn't know me, who didn't know anything. And so the appraisal appraiser that came to my house, they put me under a category that's called C3, which is a house with normal wear and tear versus C2, which is what you would put a house that has been gutted and renovated. My house wasn't even a year old. When he came to appraise the house, it has been renovated. I mean, we have HVAC, new plumbing, new electric, new, literally everything in this house house. is new. Brand new house. And so for them to categorize us as a wear and tear regular house is very intentional and telling. And then on top of that, she said that the comps that they compared me to were not renovated homes. So how are you comparing my house to an old house that has not been renovated? And then also categorizing my house as a regular wear and tear house. That's why my appraisal came back $30,000. That's how they justified saying my house was thirty dollars to $40,000 less. I didn't even know that. When she she tweeted that, I was like, wait, what? I didn't know wow. why. I didn't know specifically because I didn't know what to look for. So you know that just was like a a, a, a gut punch. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I honestly don't know what you're supposed to do. Actually, like I, I was in contact with Abena I'm going to like reach back out to her so we can do a Facebook live, Instagram live. It was so busy at that time Who's because Abina? I want to, Abina's the, the woman who, whose house was, um,
0: who oh, was the focus right. of the okay. New
1: York Times. Mm-hmm. We had been um, Instagramming and she's like, oh, oh my God, okay. I love what you do, Tiffany. And so we were supposed to do an IG live a few weeks ago. It's just got to be too busy for me, but I want to do one because I want her to not only share her story, but to share what is it that she did? Like, what can you do when that happens? Mm. Um, because, you know, it's one thing to be angry so, as y'all know, I decided not to not to uh, refinance my house and do a cash out. Um, but it's one thing to be angry. It's another thing to be like, so what do I do when that happens? You know? yeah, what do well, I do?
0: In her case, I mean, she she swapped out all the photos and she left with her son, right? And her yeah. white husband was there with uh, and I mean, Tiff, you got the appraisal. So that was a bank. That the bank that you were going to refinance, I know you didn't end up doing it, but they sent the appraiser out there?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bank sent you, but you can't just get like, say, hey, this is my my appraisal guy, take his word for it. Because the bank is basically like, this is my investment. I want my person to come or whoever it is to do an appraisal of the house, you know, because they don't want, obviously they don't want it to be inflated um, either. But Mm -hmm. so you could always go back to the bank and say, hey, I don't think this is fair. But here's the thing. I I don't, I never heard of C2, C3. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't know the ways that people could appraise your house for less. It's just so disheartening, you know? And honestly, it's the reason why I didn't refinance. I was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm not doing it, you know? I'll just keep the money in the house and have no mortgage like we've been having. It was really disheartening, because I was like, what? Like, yo, I bought this house for 180. I put 180 into it. How are you telling me it's worth, you know... 390 that's no it's not it was worth three something when we before we renovated it like it was that was you know what i mean like that's what it was worth that's what it was like the market said it was worth and i'm like and especially during times like now Hmm. so it was just really um uh yeah disheartening to be like you come to my house talk about how nice it was but i could tell that there was a sense of like you guys live here uh, oh, it's just like I said, it's just really frustrating, but I just wanted to give you guys that update because a bunch of you tagged me in the article like Tiffany was talking about it. So hopefully I also do, like I said, a live with Abina. It's just been so crazy. I wish I had done it earlier, but whatevs. Um Maybe now is a good time now that the, uh, the the Times article has come out and so people can just hear from someone that, that has happened to and, you know, what she did and uh, what she did to to get, basically get that, you know, get a reversal of, of that unfair racist appraisal. So.
0: I'm 100% listening with open ears. Our We bought our home in a, I always call it this little hidden gem, but I understand a lot of people wouldn't consider my neighborhood a hidden gem in the suburbs because typically you think about the suburbs outside of New York and you think of wealthy white people. Our neighborhood is this, I consider it a hidden gem because it is a lot of black working class families. Um, this neighborhood was founded right after World War II and- uh, you you feel like this is like this little oasis where black people were able to afford a home and start a life and have families. And it feels like the, you know, the type of neighborhood that you don't see too often. And at the same time, we found a fixer up here at a really good deal. And um I worry that the neighborhood that we're in, we're in we're in one of the top rated school districts, you know, within all the amenities and all that thing. But when you look on Zillow, the homes in this neighborhood are routinely like way less mm. than what you see even just like a block or two away and in, mm. in different neighborhoods and i've been a mom's facebook group on uh facebook a mom's um of my you know my county and on facebook and there was someone kind of talking about looking for a, a home at an affordable price and she can't find any and i was like well look at our neighborhood and as i was saying and i'm like wait why are the homes here so mm. much more affordable I know there's a lot of fixer-uppers, but, it, yeah, so I, I, I'm i thinking about that, and I sure as hell will be thinking about it if we ever decide to sell um, yeah. or get an appraisal in the future because this, you know, we we have to stand up and ask for more, and I almost want to get local officials involved too. Um, you know, there's got to be, you know, whatever, you know, organization maybe regulates appraisals or, you know, the the town councilman who who should be, you know, concerned about, Um, you know, citizens and our property values and all that, like, I I feel like there's a conversation to be had. Um, And I'm glad that through all this mess, people are open to hearing it. Because I think what's fundamentally changed is the conversation where people are willing willing to understand and accept that someone can be discriminated against on the basis of their skin, you know, for the value of their home. Yeah. Um, Because it's so hard to prove sometimes and people don't want to hear it. And I'm so glad people are willing to listen and hear that now, so. Yes, and I'm glad (laughs) the Times did a thing on it because, you know, people respect the New York Times. They do. It matters when they write about it. It really, Mm -hmm. like, legitimizes it for sure. Um, Well, I'm sorry they didn't put you in the article, but that, I'm I'm glad that that reporter, you know, shared that with you because... Even if you didn't need it, at least it it still validates that feeling of. It did because I was, you know, know, I'm not gonna lie. Remember we talked about it, and you were like,
1: "I wasn't sure." And I'm not gonna lie, there was like a, "Ah, am I bugging?" Well, maybe Mm Tiffany, you're bugging, girl. I know you love your house, but maybe it's not that serious. And when she was like, "Uh, no, he is someone. He's not even at your house, and he's reading this. Like, "Mm, it's clear they're saying all these things are new, 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 new. Why did they put you in this category? And the houses that they have comp, none of those are renovated. Those are not comparables." It's not comparable to your home. Mm. And I was just like, wow, this is someone who, you know, it, yeah. I just thought like, I was just, it just made me feel because I hate sometimes feeling like, oh, are you the black person that's always talking about black things? And it's like, yeah, it would be so nice not to have to talk about it. Sorry that it's bugging you. I have to live it, you know? And so it's like, it just gave me a validation that I wasn't bugging because that's why I felt it and I. And I knew it, but I didn't know it, know it, and to know it officially just makes me feel so much better. Like I'm not mm-hmm. bugging, and and also too now to know what to look for. Should we ever sell this house, and to make sure, like you know, it, yeah, just to make sure that doesn't happen again by by educating myself on the process and what we should be looking for. Because I would love to be able to look look at one of these um, appraisals and be like, why do we, why do you have C three here instead of C two? Why do you yeah. have this here instead of that? You know, these are the, these. It's the language. That, you know, once you learn those things, you know, you can, when you know different, you can do different. They don't
0: want us to know. It's like I was saying, they don't, it behooves them for us to not understand. That's why this shit is so opaque and hard to, to sort through any big financial, like around your house, like any big, um, anything having to do with your home is so complex. I mean, we just closed on our refinance and the stack of papers we had to go through and I felt so, and I still feel this intense pressure to read every single word. And I spent like, I had several, th- at least half an hour conversations with our loan officer over those six weeks, six to eight weeks it took. And even me, like being in this, being in this industry, you know, managing a team whose job it is to write about mortgages and how to get them and all that, like I still had tons of questions and, you know, it's that, it's that extra friction and work up front that they know a lot of people, you know, won't feel like they... Are confident enough to take on but we're here to tell you that it's possible um and you know reach out to anyone who can help you or share some knowledge or um it's it's i it it's so it's so important let me just keep repeating myself listen we're 40 minutes into this show tiff what are we doing I really, do we have time? Can we talk? Can we take readers' questions? Yes, let's do that. Absolutely. We have a very special segment for today's questions because, well, it's about starting a podcast. You know, we know a thing or two about that. So we are taking all y'all's questions on how to start your very own podcast. And we will be right back after this break. Okay, y'all, we are back. So as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, Tiffany and I, Brown Ambition Podcast, we're not actually, you know, we're not owned by a network. We are independent. My little brother said, I'm the tran- the Chance the Rapper of podcasters. I was like, oh, thank you very much, my friend. Because, you know, Chance the Rapper didn't have a label. He was, oh. like the, he was one of the first artists to make a name for himself without a label. I think he just published his music on SoundCloud or something. And when he was so. ready to get a label, you know, everyone was coming to him and... He didn't need them because they were. In- he was independent, owned his own shit. We are, we, yeah. So you know, there's Chance the Rapper and there's Brown Ambition, obviously. But um, yeah, we're independent. We started this show five years ago because we just wanted to, and I just figured it out, and we've been figuring it out ever since. And I would say we've been successful. Tiff, how do you feel? No, no. I think. I mean, first of all, we've been we're consistent. Doing it. We have an amazing. What'd you say? We're, we're doing the damn thing. I think we do, yeah, we, we do a pretty Yeah, we have an amazing job.
1: audience. We, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm really
0: proud of us. Because it was just literally, I remember you being like, we should do a podcast. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. And, then- and Yahoo told me I can't. So I'm going to do it anyway. That's what I said.
1: Because <laughs> that is so Mandy.
0: Well, the, um, well, what really has gotten us to talk about this is, I don't know if you guys, I shared on my Insta last week, but Joe Budden, he had posted, he, on his own damn podcast hosted and owned by, or not owned by, partner with Spotify. He's been with Spotify, I guess, for his podcast for a few years now, a couple years now. And he was one of the first podcasts that Spotify, my God, Spotify partnered with. And he basically made their podcast business. I mean, they acquired, according to his story, you know, millions of 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 listeners, to their platform through his show. And you have to go check out his latest episode if you want the whole background. But he used his platform to talk about why he wasn't renewing his deal with Spotify. And he revealed like, you know, some interesting insights about the business of podcasting. Like the business of podcasting can be a little opaque because it's sort of like it's been around for a long time. But the business side of it, like the money making machine Mm -hmm. of it, that industry, it... Is really, you know, I would say in the last like five, you know, years or so, it's along with our show, they're, they're figuring it out. Like people are figuring out how to make money. And for shows like ours who are independent, you know, it's, it's an exciting time to be in the podcast uh, world. And I had asked you guys when I was kind of commenting on the Joe Budden story. What do you like? What questions do y'all have about podcasting? Because, like I said, Tiffany, I've been doing this ourselves for you know five years now, and I was quite surprised by the number of questions we got. So I kind of wanted to dedicate this questions segment to to you guys. The podcast. the podcast. Okay, well let's dive on in, and you guys can still send us questions. I I sometimes will respond to them even if we don't cover them on the show. Brian Ambition Podcast on the gram. You can find us there or you can email us directly, podcast at gmail.com. All right. Let's see. Please did. Okay. So here I'm going to, I'm going to use Insta handles. I hope y'all don't mind. All right. So Insta user Akim says, how do you get your podcast on iTunes in the first place? All right. So I, I do the techie stuff, so I'll I'll answer that one. I don't know. (laughs) Are you curious how we got our podcast on iTunes? It was very (laughs) stressful for me because I was trying to figure it out, you know, way back when. Basically, and I'm going to include some show notes for you guys with some resources. I'm putting together a little Google Doc of resources, but iTunes and Spotify, you know, this wasn't around when we were first starting, but now you have Spotify, you have Stitcher, you have Google Podcasts. Um, They all have a podcaster's platform and there's a link I can put for the Apple one and and the first thing before you even submit your show to iTunes is you need to, one, create a show, and then two, you need to find a host for your show. And the host that I chose five years ago were on a different host now, but back then, and it's, this host is still around. They're still great, very popular. They're called Lisbon, L-I-S-B-Y-N. And I think, I think, what if we pay like 5 or $15 a month to host our show on Libsyn and what that did for me. So Libsyn would distribute the podcast, I would upload the audio, and I would click publish or whatever magical button it was, and they would send it on to the uh, podcast Echo Sphere or whatever, and it would end up on iTunes and SoundCloud, et cetera. Um, how I did that was once you have a host, you get an RSS feed. Remember RSS feeds? Like Google I Reader. Oh, Ooh, I remember having right. one of my first little blog, my, my blogger blog. Yeah, blogger. They still do that for podcasting. So you get your own RSS feed and it's just a URL and you copy paste that it into iTunes and... At the time, I don't know if they still do this. At the time, I had to wait to see if I was going to get approved. And I remember what was funny is like, I don't know if you remember this, Tiffany, but we had decided we were going to launch September 15th. It was like a Tuesday. And I didn't realize I had to wait to get the show approved. Um, So when we, we like put out the Eventbrite, like we started promoting it. It's gonna be here. It's new. Our first episode was dropping September fifteenth, and then I remember being on my couch and my my like my stomach falling out, being like, "Oh, what?" It was maybe a week or two <laughs> before that date, and like, the Apple had not gotten back to me, you know, saying our show had been approved the day before that day. You know, the day oh. before we had advertised, they approved it, and I was sweating. Bullets. Meanwhile, like what? We had like five listeners, but I was <laughs> sweating bullets. Um, but yeah, that's uh, in a nutshell how to get your show on iTunes. Go find a host first and then create an RSS feed and submit it. Not just to iTunes, but to Spotify and Stitcher and all the, you know, big platforms today. See, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Now I learned something. Uh, Instagram user Katie says, how much of your conversation gets edited out of a podcast? Like none, (laughs) unless Unless you say something something really really crazy, which is rare, right? (laughs) We We rarely, (laughs) very rare. I will say, you know, now that we have an editor, uh, Callie is editing our show now. um, I don't, I don't micromanage that at all. Uh, You know, sometimes I think maybe one time I asked them to take something out of the show, and I can't remember what it was. It was something that was inaccurate, and just I knew the show could do without it. Prior to that. I'm not going to lie, you know, I was, I don't, I don't even know how, like how picky Callie is about ums and likes and that kind of stuff. But I do remember early when we first started recording, I was doing all the editing and I would take out any ums or likes that Tiff and I would say. Tiffany says so a lot. I used to take on her so's. <laughs> so. <laughs> it used to bother me, but like, I don't care anymore. Maybe we're just, I just accepted That's that. That's my transition word. So. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes you don't even but. realize that you say things like a lot and you're like, yeah. oh. Or like, um, one of my, I get this from my friend Cabral. Whenever he's really into a conversation, he says like,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> and I find myself doing <laughs> right. I mean, so. as a listener, those things might get great on people. Um, <laughs> yes yeah
1: yeah but so i mean look look. so look look and now now i'm conscious i'm like oh i say sorry no
0: but well it never stopped it hasn't stopped you in five years don't worry no it hasn't and it's not gonna because i'm gonna be like oh man and then i'm gonna be right back at it so yeah look there you go there you go So <laughs> um, well the thing <laughs> yeah. is tiff i will say one one thing that tiff always jokes about is she sometimes repeats herself and tells Ooh, the same girl. story yes there yes. has been i'm gonna reveal this to tiffany now I have gone and edited out repeat stories if I knew you had said it on a recent podcast.
1: Yeah, because I won't remember. I don't remember
0: anything, and that'll be like a fifteen-minute segment, a fifteen-minute rant, and I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, (laughs) mm-hmm. Well, you should Mm -hmm. tell me mid-rant. I don't mind because everyone knows that I'm like,
1: I really get it from my. She get it from my daddy. Like that's my father. (laughs) Like I just, I mean, since I was like in second grade, I'm like, what happened yesterday? My memory yeah. has always been like, huh, testy at best. So I will tell you a full-fledged story. You're like, you literally told me this yesterday. I'm like, did I? Why do you let yeah. me tell the whole story again? So I'm just saying all that to say that I don't I'm not sensitive about it because I know it's a it's a thing that I do. I think it's funny and I don't mind people being like, heard it. Yeah. <laughs> so then you don't have to let me read for 15 minutes. You can oh. be like, girl, you told us this last week or you told us this last year, because I know I will not remember.
0: Well, I think of our conversation as kind of like an improv because we don't really plan things. Maybe we'll have a couple of quick minutes before the show where we'll be like, I want to talk about this, talk about that. And then, hey, we spend 40 minutes talking about other stuff. Um, I think that's part of the, you know, what works about the show and part of that improv style. And if, you do, if you're if you considering doing a chat show like uh, like ours, I really consider like in order to keep a conversation moving, I need to be listening to what Tiffany is saying, engaging with it. I can't be like multitasking, mm. reading email, checking Insta, whatever, because I'm not going to be able to keep her going and like, you know, I try and think of questions I can insert or ways to, you know, if she needs to be amped up, like ways to get her to laugh or I don't know. I'm always (laughs) trying to think of something witty to say so you, so we can like, if something's really getting heavy, something I can say to like lighten the mood and yeah, so I let you go and whatever. I'd rather, I would rather not take you out of that, you know, take you out of your zone. Like it's jarring when someone's like, Hey, even if I said it really nice, it would still bother. I feel like it would still be like. Really, just, you know, let me go. And I used to have all the time in the world to edit shows, but not anymore. Speaking of time, Instagram user, how do you say this? Narva Rudd says, how much of a time commitment is your show?
1: Mm. Well, I would say. I mean, so we tape um, once a week and taping, Mm -hmm. depending if we have ads and things, can go anywhere from hour and a half to like three hours max. Um, but there's also, so what I've done now after five years of Mandy asking that as things happen during the week, I'd like keep notes for myself. So I know like things to talk about for the show versus just like super off the cuff. So Mm -hmm. I do that. So, but that doesn't, I wouldn't, mm, that doesn't really add up to like hours. Um, but then editing, I don't know, Mandy, on average, how long did it used to take you to edit the show for those who, those who might still self
0: edit? Uh, That's an actual question from one of our that's one of the uh, our, our Instagram follower cherish your health said how long would it take to you take you to edit and upload each show. Let's see. I mean, like I said, I have Tiffany and I show is pretty straightforward. We talk to each other. We have three segments as you guys know which we've kind of fine-tuned over the years and they've ended up, you know, being the segments that they are. Mm-hmm. It's not that difficult as long as I'm good about – back when I was editing, as long as I'm good about notating, you know, when Superman would open a door and I would have to, you know, edit the squeak and the little muffled conversation out or, you know, when one of us had audio issues or a car went by or sirens or whatnot. As long as I would just mark the timestamps, I could really quickly like by the – I mean – up and I was editing the show, you know, even after having the baby and I could do it in like half an hour. And that's for about a 45 minute to an hour podcast because obviously I just had the conversation. So I pretty much knew what I wanted to cut. Um, and I okay. always and I think if you're editing a podcast like a chat show, it's for me, the key was to edit immediately after the show while it's still fresh okay. in your mind because you will forget certain things. And yeah, like list, if I had to go and listen to every second of the show over again then that would just take additional time. And I was, once I had moved to the suburbs to a couple of years ago, I had a 40 minute commute and my goal was to finish editing the podcast before I got home. And I usually could do that. Yeah. So you did it, I didn't know you used to do it on the subway? Yeah, on the train, because I edit using GarageBand, which is a free software you get with any Mac computer and GarageBand, you don't need the internet for. So as long as I put everything in GarageBand, I could... Edit it from the show. The only thing I couldn't do was upload it to our uh, our podcast site Libsyn at the time, and now we use something called Megaphone. So that part I would just do at home. But all the editing, you can do that anywhere. Look no at wifi. you! I'm learning all Look, I'm a listener. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Tiffany's Tiffany the t- she's talent. Always. I just I'm, like, I'm talent. I always tell you guys producer. like this is
1: like ninety um, percent Mandy, ten percent Tiffany. I'd be like, I just show up and I'm like, where where, where do I have to stand? I'm the groom.
0: But that's what works for us. I'm a control freak. I like techie stuff. I like to learn skills. So it just it just we didn't have this big conversation. First of all, if I I, I also know Tiffany, and I think that was a good balance. Like I wasn't gonna say, hey, you're building your own business. Hey, you want to learn how to end the podcast too? <laughs> no. Um, and we, I think we've always just made it work according to where we were. Yeah. Uh, someone asked, how much did you pay to start your podcast?
1: Very little. Uh, yeah. We,
0: we paid much. for the. Um the, wait, so we got pictures taken. Tanetta took our pictures. Yeah, how much were our, our our you don't even need a picture? A lot of podcasts just have a logo, which you can do yourself yeah. like in Canva or something. But we got mm-hmm. headshots taken. How much were they? I don't remember. They, they weren't they, expensive. I, I want to say maybe a hundred
1: something. They weren't like tremendously maybe yeah. maybe two hundred, but and you know it's so crazy because it came up today, like in my in my photo album, like, hey, this five years ago. Isn't that so funny? Five year anniversary like, oh. is in a
0: couple weeks.
1: I know. Oh, and it was like, it showed me that literally it said, this week, five years ago, I have a picture of me and Mandy, August 26, 2015. We we're in Tanetta's studio taking pictures. It came up on my phone. I Aww. was like, oh, we look so cute. And honestly, our outfits were so cute because you were wearing the blue dress and I was wearing like that purple dress. I
0: don't know that we planned it, but then we looked, nope. it just Yian ended Yang. up being so great. I regret the pink lipstick, but that's near the, neither here nor there. Really? You do? You look um, cute. No. Well, now I'm like, damn, I was hot. I remember telling Sonetta, my arms make them skinnier. Uh, no, but that was so that was the headshots. Um, actually, the record, so like I said, GarageBand is free. Another good software is Audacity, free, entirely free, um, where you can edit audio. And it's really not hard to learn how to edit. YouTube has a video for everything. And that's how I learned how to edit in GarageBand. And the interface has only changed majorly once. And I was super annoyed. I had to relearn a couple of things. But again, YouTube is your friend. Cost uh, Tiffany and I both. I mean, my my Yeti mic, which is very commonly used among podcasters, I've had this since the beginning. It was maybe a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiff, you you said your phone's about a hundred bucks too, right?
1: Yeah, I use my. I use my. Well, I just got a new Yeti, microphone. which I've promptly broken three days later. Yay! Don't uh, tell it Best was like Buy. 125.
0: She's gonna, <clears throat> she gonna tell him it broke on its own. I know. <laughs> yeah. One so forty-five.
1: Yeah, no, it was like I think it was like one twenty-five. So maybe it's it's yeah. gone up a little bit in price, but not
0: significantly so. That being said, I legit use my Apple iPhone uh, earbuds so often, so often, because I really only started using the Yeti again when we had to be at home and I was recording through maternity leave. I wasn't going to lug this. It's a heavy microphone. I wasn't going to, and I still worked in the city. I wasn't going to lug it to work. So I would just use my Apple earbuds and um, I never heard any complaints, Mm y'all. Well, let's take a couple more because it's almost the baby's bedtime. (laughs) <laughs> Let's see. Oh, people want to know about advertising. Yeah, ad agency. So how is how is that possible? How do you get ads to do one? And do you guys have? Um, I'm kind of combining a bunch of questions, but do we pick and choose who we advertise on the show? Two years so, ago,
1: we yeah. Well, now. yeah, we started it too. Well, we do pick and choose, and then well, they choose us, and then we have to choose them back.
0: Yeah. Well, and this is a good note for networking. So I actually, our ad agency, we were connected to from a podcaster, fellow podcaster, and friend of ours, Farnoosh. For Nusrabi, her podcast is called So Money, and I think I just reached out to her. Maybe we were like getting dinner or something, and I just said, "Hey, you know, who do you work with?" And she connected us to their business development. If you're looking for folks to reach out to, you got a show, and you're interested in partnering, look on their LinkedIn and see who's in charge of business development or talent acquisition. Those are the folks that you want to get in front of. And yeah, so she connected us, and I think that was great because they already knew her show, they work with her, and having her endorse us was helpful. And, um, yeah, a couple months, I feel like a couple months later, we, we had a deal with them and let's talk. So pretty standard ad deal. I mean, we have, we can refuse any ads and we do a lot uh-huh. like partners. Uh-huh. Um, I know t- we don't like to necessarily pitch specific financial products. Um, and some, uh-huh. some are just not in alignment with, like, what are, what are some of the types of brands that we've said that you say we no to? We also, too, typically, like, like, if it's
1: like supplements, me and Mandy are both like, eh, I don't know if I yeah, want to like tell you what to be putting stuff. in your body. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, food is one thing. Like, oh, this is a delicious burger. Sure. But, like, hey, take this supplement to grow your hair. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know. Waste I feel traders. a little bit uneasy about um, that kind of thing just because it just feels like, but what if somebody gets hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And it's, you know, and it, if, Tiffany and I, we this is not our main source of income. Um, it's not that big of a show. I mean, we we gonna be big, but you know, as far as like we we do fine with the ads, the ads that we sell. So but we don't we don't feel like we have to say yes to everything. We We're not to, just yeah. trying to grab dollars out here. We genuinely try to say yes to companies that we have used, that we like. Mm-hmm. And I don't I can't think of a a sponsor recently who we haven't personally used or liked or anything like that. So yeah, we take it take it personally. And commonly the split with ad agencies like 35, 65, where, you know, you keep 65, they get 35. That's pretty common. And what Joe Budden was talking about uh, is important too. You know, when you, if you're going to sign with any agency and they try to slip an exclusivity clause in there, that's something you want to really... Um, pay attention to because depending on what the language is, it can stop you from working with another network. It can stop you from using another agency to sell ads as well, even if they have more partners, or maybe even just stop you from, you know, they could potentially lock you into a contract for longer than, you know, you're wanting to. I think finding the right partner is important. And what else can we say about ad agency? They're only an ad agency. So there's some networks out there that do a lot more than just advertising, um, selling ads for your show. And um, depending on what your show is like, that may be something that you want. And it's certainly something that Tiffany and I are, you know, working on a little something um, Mm. as we look to grow and, and, you know, take brand ambition to the next level. But yeah, I hope that was, I'm trying to think of like good details that people will think, okay, that was insightful. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure.
1: (laughs) No, I think that was good. I think that... um You know, as with anything, I think, you know, build your, you know, get consistency is key. Oh, thank Um, you for
0: saying that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tell the people. Tiff and I don't have bosses, y'all. We just do the show every week because we know how important it is to be consistent. It's become a habit.
1: Exactly. And because it's, I mean, literally we could say no, but every week, I mean, barring like, you know, Mandy had the baby and like sometimes we'll, we'll take some, like a month off in the summer or something like that. But honestly, we have been so consistent and mm-hmm. it's not easy, you know, like literally there are times when Mandy's like, um, you know, I have a thing. Can we push the time back Or I might be like, ah, Mandy, I'm going to be on a flight. Can we do it on a Saturday? Or so even though the show airs, like, you know, the same time. Mm-hmm. For the most part, we tape on the like around the same time on the on the same day of the week, but we're really flexible with each other. Like, no problem, you know what? I can wake up a little earlier or stay up a little later if if, if need be. So consistency is key, but allowing flexibility if you're gonna have somebody that you you um you tape with because real life happens and the podcast is not more important than your family and your friends mm-hmm. and making sure you're okay. Um so we make we make that clear distinction that you need to be okay. This can always wait. We'll figure it out later. But yeah, we've been really consistent. I've been proud of that because it's not, our lives, it's so crazy because I feel like me and Mandy grew up on the podcast. Like we met, we were single girls. I mean, we were dating our significant others. Was I even dating Superman? I don't even know I was dating Superman. I don't know either. Yeah. 2015? 2014, really? Mm, I think I was dating, but not just him. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was dating him, but he wasn't my only. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we were like single. And then, you know, we started to, we got in a serious relationship around the same time. I think you, but you were
0: already dating your your Yeah, group. we were almost engaged. I think our engagement was like one of our early episodes. That was mm. the news. Exciting. And then you got married and then I got mm. married
1: and then you had a baby and the baby's working on over here and mm-hmm. you bought a house. I bought a house. It's just, I feel like I love that our audience has followed us through like IVF and buying a home and, you know, and investing and just growth. We're like, you know, from you used to work at Yahoo Finance and now you're this big boss over there at, at Lending Tree. and it's just like, you know, when I first started, I don't, I don't even know if the Literature Academy was a thing yet. It I had certainly just didn't have my book
0: because I was interviewing yes. you for Yahoo at the time. For the yes. launch of the Literature Academy challenge, not yeah. even the academy challenge. So the academy yes, was mm-hmm.
1: And so, just to see that growth, I—that's what I love about this podcast. It's like one day our our kids will be able to look back. It's
0: almost like it's like a living an, diary of our it lives. It is so it's an audio is diary. It truly is. Yeah. Sometimes I think, why don't I journal? And I'm like, well, I, I do talk and I record myself once a week. But can I just say, though, we can't, I mean, consistency is the biggest thing, Tiffany, but it's also reliability of who you're working with. And like I said, I'm not Tiffany's boss. She's not my boss. But we have, there's just a mutual respect and understanding that we are in this together and that we both care about it and that we show up, you know. Yes, we may get sick. And I mean, I was uploading, you know, rerun episodes when I was in the labor room, you know, and (laughs) I think I'd maybe take a couple of weeks off for the baby and all that, but it's, it's not, you know, without, with, if having, you know, Tiffany and I just without having the stress of like, will they show up? Like, will they respond to an email? You know, that, that really can kill a show if you don't have that trust in yeah. each other. And I think that's definitely, you know, beyond just like our, like mutual respect and love for each other. It's about um, just showing up and being reliable. And if you're going to do something with someone, make sure that they're someone you trust as a partner. And yeah, someone it's true. who, you know, will show up for you. You don't want to be chasing someone around. Yeah. Like, it's like,
1: uh, will you, so if you don't want to do this, let me know. You yeah. know, and also too, but someone too, who's going to be understanding. Cause I remember there was a time in business where I was, I didn't, I mean, I'm better now, but I mean, things are still busy, but I'm better at delegating. So I don't feel so overwhelmed, but I felt so overwhelmed. We used to tape we used to have the podcast come out on Tuesdays because we taped on Mondays. But Mondays, I was doing individual phone calls with everyone on my team. So literally, I would be on the phone for like eight hours straight and then tape the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I'm gonna die." And I was like, "Mandy, <laughs> Mandy, can we change this? I can't do this." You were like, "Sure." I was like,
0: "Oh, we make the
1: okay, rules, so-
0: <laughs> girl. We make <laughs> yeah. the that's the best thing about yes. ind- being independent. We make the rules." Yes. working with and an that agency as
1: uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, that just helped so much. I was just, because honestly, I was ready to be like, I can't do this. I was like, something has to give. I was going to be like, I don't know if I could do the podcast. And then I remember um, Jada Lisa was on my team. I told her, I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep doing the podcast because on Mondays, she's like, why don't you just ask Manny if you could tape another day? I was like,
0: oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked
1: you, and you were like, sure. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we taped on Tuesday, which was a lighter day for me then. And I was like, oh. It was just such a good lesson. I mean, now we're back to Mondays because Mondays make sense. But but yeah, it just yeah. Having someone that you can also if you're going to have someone on your podcast, if you're going to have a a co host, someone that, you know, that you can that that cares about you beyond the show. I think that's important, too.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. And I'm so happy to be on this journey together. And I'm glad that we own it and that it's ours. You know, we did this and I think that's why we have the success that we've that we've had, all those different factors. I think that's the talent. I think we both have interesting stories to tell. We both have knowledge, but we also respect our listeners and each other. And you need that from the business side if you guys mm-hmm. want to succeed, you know, in the podcast land. And and absolutely Tiffany and I filled a niche. I mean, there really weren't very many, if any at all, podcast hosts that look like us in our space, careers and investing in finance, whatever our category is now in business. And that matters. So, and I want to tell you now, it may seem like, you know, podcasting is so crowded and there's no space for new voices. There is, there is new mm-hmm. f- space for new voices. People will always want to make money, y'all. And advertisers are flocking to podcasts. They know that listeners are engaged. They mm-hmm. come back. They listen through and they want shows that occur at least weekly. So if you're thinking about launching a podcast and, you know, I have so much respect for narrative, journalistic, long form podcasting. I love those shows, the true crime shows that are like 10 or 12 episodes, limited series. But at the end of the day, and I've talked to a lot of people in podcast business lately, um, and they're like, listen, what advertisers want are shows that are weekly. And they are on all the time because that is a billboard each week that they can advertise. So, you know, if you're thinking about a show, I would keep that in mind. Like, how often are you going to record? You know, will it be appealing? Do you, like, who is your audience? And is it a segment that people are interested in selling to? You know, Tiffany and I, most of our listeners are 25 to 45. And that just happens to be an African-American women. Hey, y'all, 90% of (laughs) y'all about. Hello, we love y'all. And you know advertisers know that we like to spend money and that's a beautiful thing and and but you know know your audience and 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 do your research listen to shows and see what is lacking see what's missing and and you know and know that it's a long haul like we've been in it for 5 years and we still have so much growth ahead of us um but you may you know I wouldn't quit your day job like right away for sure yeah. you want to you know build your audience be true to them and yeah be, be, I don't know, be supportive of each other. If you're, I'm just assuming mm-hmm. everyone wants to do a bestie podcast like us. <laughs> Some people want to do it by themselves, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, and yeah. you don't have to,
1: like, I mean, y'all know me and Mandy are, we have distinct personalities. I'm definitely, like, silly, crazy. I mean, I can be serious when I feel like it. You don't have to be, Mandy doesn't have to be like me. I don't have to be like Mandy. Just know that how you are, just be that. And people will fall in love with who you are. Your people will find you and fall in love with who how you are. I think sometimes people think they have to put on. You don't. Like, mm. if you were to meet me in person, this is how I am. If you were to meet Mandy in person, that's how she is. It's. I think it's really important to just show up as you because you are more than enough. And those people who will resonate with you will stay. And those who don't won't. And you don't want the non-resonators to stay you know because those are the ones that bitch and talking about don't talk about your uterus.
0: Hey girl, you still listening? <laughs> hey, they still left a review though. I think it I think they left a couple stars. Few stars for us. All right. Well, <laughs> but yeah. Well, y'all know my, I do actually do have a boss, and his name is Rio. And homeboy wants to go to sleep, so we <laughs> yes. got to wrap this up. But this was great. Yes. It's nice to reflect, especially coming up on our five year anniversary. I know,
1: it's our anniversary.
0: Yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you again for all your support, and let's let's. Uh, Let's uh, wrap this up. What am I trying to say? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Brown Ambition Podcast at gmail.com. With any more questions, DM me. I'm at Mandy Money with an I, M-A-N-D-I, Money on the gram. If you want to send me a personal DM or you can hit us up at Brown Podcast, I check those too. And if you have more questions about starting a podcast or what it takes, I'm more than happy to share. There is more than enough room for all those who want to have a podcast. Join us. It's nice here.
1: Yes. And you can always follow me, but you need to on Instagram. I'm not going to promise someone to answer your DMs because I get a lot, but I will say this. i always you'll shocked you get a good laugh, laugh with my, my, uh, my, my, my IG channel. <laughs> what about your IG channel? I said, you'll get a good laugh while learning about finances. I just posted some funny things, funny memes today that everyone's like, oh, girl, get out of my business. I love to do like a little <laughs> funny financial meme and then hit you with the knowledge afterward. But yeah. Mm. Okay. So are we got to do a quick booster break.
0: Really quick, like five second, my five second boost will be that we finally closed our mortgage refi, loan is funded, old mortgage paid off, new mortgage uh, done, and we did it before the end of August, which somehow means we don't have to pay a mortgage payment in September. I don't know. I'm sure they get their money eventually, but yay, I'm excited. And we got a great rate down from 4.37 to 2.87, not shabby. That's amazing. Amazing! Oh, thank you. Yeah, yes. I'm excited. And yes. I we're gonna we decided we're gonna put the extra savings into a brokerage account um, instead of using it to pay down our mortgage because the rate is okay. so low. It's only two point eight percent. So we were like, okay, let's take that extra. I think we're saving three fifty six. It came down to finally. We're gonna awesome. throw that into a broke. Maybe we'll throw it into some Apple stock. I don't know. We'll see. Are we gonna invest it?
1: Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to do like a boosty breaky. So here's the break part. So people are always doing, I don't know, right now it's really huge online to do like these fake like accounts, you know? So a new spam account popped up on Facebook that they use like my, my image, whatever. So that's the break part. You're like, oh, I'm tired. But the boost part is the name. I'm not going to lie. It's hilarious. So this person said, my name is Paquito, <laughs> Paquito, Paquito. Okay. I have to. I gotta send you. I'm gonna send you a picture. Paquito gift. Like that is the name of like my new. So if you see me on Facebook and you see my picture and it says, this is Paquito gift. This is a real account. This is literally what it says. This is a real account. Register your name to be a winner. I'm giving away $5,000 in cash giveaways. Yes, Paquito is. So (laughs) I just thought that that was hilarious. Someone sent me a screenshot and I was like, is this real? They're like, girl, someone's pretending to be you. I said, you know what? If you give
0: your money to Paquito, you deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) That is really hilarious so that's
1: it that that was my 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 break is i wish people would stop you know using my my image to have a fake account but the boost is is hilarious and you know what call me paquito
0: from now on i just i can't get over that name (laughs) i don't know i don't know i i have team tiffany on our on our ba swag which is coming by the way ba merch you should be able to buy it within i'm gonna give myself another week i'm gonna figure this out but we got the merch it's looking good y'all so cute we're going to have Brian Ambition onesies, Brian Ambition yeah. tees, sweatshirt, tote bag. Get all the swag. It'll be on our Love website it. soon. Stay tuned. Um, I I don't know. But maybe I'll put Paquito. That'll Ooh, be girl. limited edition. Yes. Oh, my God. Just a, just a limited edition. Paquito. Limited edition. Uh, what do you want? T-shirt? Tank? We can we can make it happen.
1: Yes. Paquito. So, it should just say, who is Paquito? And meanwhile... There's so many unnecessary letters involved in Paquito. I'm just, I'm going to send it to you just so you can be like, how many cues are in there? I don't know. Oh want to my offend. goodness. We So go like take it. care, baby Rio. We thank you guys for joining us as per
0: usual. We love y'all. Love y'all. All right, Tiff. Be well. Thank you for going late tonight. I know we're way over. No, that's okay. All right. All right. Go get snacks for your man. All right. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. Bye, Paquito. <laughs>